Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please, Mom, please. Mom. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, Mom. I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes have some cast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Ooh, hi. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of the Yes Have Some podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As always, my name is Craig Goldberg. We are live here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have two wonderful, beautiful, unbelievable co-hosts with me. Wow, I'm flattered. That was not nice. I'm talking about the cats. Doing the extra well. Oh, right, right. Yeah, not you guys. Uh, Abigail Gardner, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Fantastic. Pretty good. good. Uh, and Hi, then Jake. Jacob Walsh, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty good, man. I'm holding in there. You're holding it in? Yeah, holding it in there. (laughs) We're holding it in. I'm holding (laughs) holding all the... I've been been holding all the stress in. Yeah. And uh, ready ready to let it go. Okay, so you're implying that you might have something to stress out about this week. Jesus, who who doesn't at this point? Uh, I don't know. Chase Ambrose informed us last week that he might be uh, too blessed to be stressed. I think Chase Ambrose is full of shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's what that is. That's what he's holding. He's in. stressed. Yeah, he's stressed. All right, cool. We're all stressed. Well, cool. So, as everybody knows, we like to talk about what's stressing us out here at the Yes Have Some podcast. We're not going to waste any time this week. We're going to dive right in. So, Jake, I know you're yes. excited. Why don't you let us know what is stressing you out? Oh man! All right, let's let's talk about it. Um. So the thing that I think is stressing me out, I was watching a, a video earlier today and uh, people were uh, discussing the new Conjuring film that's coming out. Okay. And the thing that is stressing me out, besides Ghostbusters, obviously, is just like the state of horror films at this point. Like, I feel like... Every movie that comes out, it has to be like they're all the same. Like the Conjuring, these like the Insidious movies. Like at this point, they're all the exact same movie, and they're terrible. Like plot-wise and elements and all. They're just so similar. They're all like these jump scare, cheap movies. James Wan is either directing or producing every single one of them. They're just like, uh, did you guys see that short film that was going around maybe a year ago called Lights Out? Uh, no. No, missed it. Um, well, it was a short film, super creepy, like really cool. And, and now James Wan is producing a lot, a a full length version of it and the trailer's out and it looks like shit. (laughs) It looks like 
they took like the scariest part of the short film seems to not be in the movie at all yeah. and they've like given it all the you know a stupid backstory and it's another it's another ghost movie that's going to be full of a whole bunch of jump scares and uh there i mean there are some good here and there we're getting some good horror movies but they're like so few and far between at this point it i feel like uh what has become popular is just the lowest common, you know, denominator of films. And it's like people just want to go. They don't want to they don't want to like have any substance to these movies. They don't yeah. want to have to think about anything. They just want jump scares. And jump scares are the laziest like It's like fart jokes. It is it, it's worse than fart jokes. Like Dick a jump jokes. scare exactly. A jump scare is just like preying on the body's natural reaction to not want to get hit with something or you know it's not like a real right. thing it's, right. it, like the reaction <laughs> there's no like uh there's no emotional or like visceral like psychological psychological terror. layer to it it's just exactly it's like so my favorite horror movie of all time is halloween and to me the scariest shot in that movie deal with it jake <laughs> but 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 with a movie like Halloween with John Carpenter's Halloween it's like those shots of like of um Jamie Lee Curtis looking out the high school window and just seeing Michael Myers just standing there and then going back and him not being there or the scene where you see Michael Myers in broad daylight when uh there's the uh the dryer or the uh clothes wires and you see the sheets yeah. like that that is like <laughs> Those shots say so much, and they mm-hmm. do so much, and they freak me out now thinking about it, even though I've seen the movie 50 times. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think that – I think uh, James Wan, he's like uh, – he's kind of known for that style. Like wasn't the first movie he directed Saw? Like He did – yeah, he did Saw. But, you know, the first Saw film is, is pretty good and is almost – nothing like any of the other saw movies right. you know it, it 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 started off well and then it like quickly delved into this like stupid genre of film like it just turned into something completely different it kind of turned um, into like final destination like let's see how cool we can make these kills and... it did it just turned into like let's do the grossest thing we can think of which still like just looks cheap but to talk you know to this point of these movies being the same I, I I I've mentioned this to a couple people before, but I went through IMDb and I wrote down some similarities between uh, the movie Insidious and The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is what I came up with. Okay, yeah. go for it. We got we got the same director, right? Right. Yeah. We got Patrick Wilson starring in both films. All right. Mm-hmm. We have the same composer. We have the same actor playing the demon in both movies. We have the same basic plot, which is a ghost <laughs> and a, uh, a couple of people have to come in and try to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there's a weird. OK, there's a shot in Insidious and it was in all the trailers and it's the shot where you're looking right at Patrick Wilson and behind him is the Darth Maul demon and he doesn't know it's there. That same exact shot is in The Conjuring, but instead of, like, uh, that Darth Maul demon, it's the demon in that movie, like, hanging from a noose. Right. uh, With the same actor, you know, same uh, director of photography, same editor, 
these are the exact same fucking pieces of shit. Right. Yeah. And, and like, he is just making the same movie over and over. And it's so late. It's the same actors, the same <laughs> right. people. It's all the same. It's so, it drives me crazy when people are like, ooh, The Conjuring 2 is going to be so good. It's going to be so scary. And I just want to like, I just want to punch those people because like, Jesus Christ. Uh, Let me ask you this. So You're like so, a scare elitist. Yeah. You want like the, yeah. the better stuff. Like you no, want to I work mean, for I it. Like... It's just so, it's just, there's so much crap. Like, it, yeah. it's just like, there's, n- <clears throat> there aren't enough of the good movies getting through and nobody wants to, you know, the, the cheap jump scares have gotten so popular that that's all studios want to pay for nowadays. So the better films are getting like smaller releases. They're, they're not, you know, getting enough money to be made or they're not, they're just not, uh, they don't have enough confidence behind them to be pushed out. So we just keep getting, you know, dead silence and, you know, another Saw movie and, uh, you know, fucking Paranormal Activity 7. Yeah. And The Breadening. The Breadening 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, I'm looking forward theaters. to that one. Yeah. Um, but, <coughs> so, now, as far as um, the director goes, James Wan, I was just uh, perusing his uh, IMDb. Uh, his IMDb. <laughs> his, his IMDb. <laughs> and, uh... So he did Furious Seven, okay, which is okay. Uh, scary in its own right. Uh, but right. he's he's directing Aquaman. Whoa! <laughs> okay, I bet you're gonna get even more into so, that now, Jake. Oh yeah, but, I'm sure footage? Patrick Wilson's gonna be in it. <laughs> I like. The, I I just hope that the uh, the Aquaman trailer ends with the. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa, like, hanging upside down in a dark room. Talking into a camera, <laughs> yeah. like, confessing like, the fact that... talking backwards into a mirror as it cracks. Right. And they call <laughs> it... His kid crawling out of the crib. What, yeah. Wait a minute. What if they re- actually retitle it The Aquamanning? <laughs> yeah. That's funny it. to us and no one else. Yeah. I'm, no, I, I'm just putting it out there. Viral campaign. The Aquamanning is coming. And uh, it's going to be, they're going to show the clips in the trailer of, like, the audience reacting and, like, the interviews afterwards. Like, the Aquamanic, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what yeah, they're going to do. I feel, <laughs> hey, and the slogan's going to be, uh, you'll, uh, you'll be afraid to go back into the water again. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe. Yeah. Uh, I fucked all that up. All right, so, Jake, so you're upset about the state of the modern horror movie but i feel like our audience like uh they might want to get some advice they might want to know okay if you don't like these jump scare movies are there any like modern day past five years what are some of the horror flicks that uh that really that you that you like that you that Stand are your go-to break, yeah. break the mold what is your there, recommendation to the audience there's some good one, there's some good ones like sliding in here and there um i mean it follows was awesome have you got did you guys see it follows i have not no, it 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 was amazing, and and you know what's weird is it follows like when you listen to what the plot is, it sounds like a like it almost sounds like the plot of like a sci fi movie. It sounds really kind of stupid. Okay, but that movie was very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some genuinely creepy uh, things in that movie, like stuff that actually you know invokes emotion. It, you know, it's not just 
you know, there's no jump scares in it. I mean, yeah. there might be one or two, but um, it's a good film. Uh, there's a movie called Starry Eyes that came out, um, I think, in the last two years. is very good. The Witch just came out recently. I heard that um, was good. That was a good movie. Um, I, I made a, a, a small list. I mean, fucking Cloverfield was a hor- was a good horror film. Yeah. I mean, it might you might might be a little more of a thriller, but there's definitely like a horror aspect to yeah. being stuck in that. Right. You know. Right. I'd uh, throw uh, Cabin in the Woods in there also. Cabin in the Woods for sure. Like uh, um, Krampus was kind of a, a horror comedy, which was fun. Crimson Peak, uh, Under the Skin. I, I could say there, there's a, there's some good ones. Cool, but man. Well, and I'm on record more... saying that, I mean, Cloverfield's already, it's going to be 10 years old here soon, but uh, – that's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. That, that yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like, um, I liked Cabin in the Woods a lot. I don't, I don't go to horror. It's not always my go-to. But let me ask you this: What about the state of the modern like slasher film? Because like for us growing up, being children of the '80s, it was Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare <coughs> yeah. on Elm Street, and Halloween, and Child's yeah. Play, and then moving into the '90s with like, like that whole run of like Scream, Scream. and I know what and you I did last did, summer. Yeah. And, like what? Right. I mean, what what are the kids looking up to now? What, what if you're 12 years old? Like who who's your horror icon that you're looking is up to? Is it Paranormal Activity? Like <laughs> yeah, who is that your shit? I don't know. Like a bo- like a family where like things slightly move like <laughs> periodically throughout you know, in the house, like when the camera's running, like a very slow build up to. I mean, I feel like it's always pretty anticlimactic with those movies. So. Well, because the old movies, like the, I mean, I'm not saying like they used to do it better, but like those. Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, those are like the horror icons, and I don't know. Uh, I want to see some more icons. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, they don't really um, – I mean, honestly, I guess they don't really make movies like that anymore. You know, um, they don't really have any of those big franchise slashers, and uh, the way all the remakes have kind of gone with the, with the, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and – Friday the 13th they didn't do very well uh because you know they they tried too hard they tried super hard with all those remakes and they really were terrible and they kind of just killed everything i mean there's talks of a new Friday the 13th coming out but there has been talks for 2 years right. uh i do know that there's a prequel to uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out this year where he's like <laughs> Leatherface one. is a kid. He's a <laughs> oh. kid in this movie. It's the stupidest thing you can think of. Babyface Leatherface. Yeah, they've just <laughs> killed every... They've killed them all, you know? Right. They, they don't make Friday the 13th films anymore or Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's sad because Nightmare on Elm Street, those movies were... They weren't all like super scary. Some were really silly. The but they were amazing, yeah. They were very different and... You know, they were doing something that was fun. Uh, they were they were nice and gross. All the like nightmare sequences, Bloody, yeah. really fun to watch. And some of it was truly horrifying. And sexual. But we don't get it anymore. Yeah, a little bit of sensual, sensual. Sensuality. Yeah, why not? Um, why not? But yeah, we don't. There's no more. There's no more slasher movies. We don't really get them that much. The ones you do get are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because like for me, one of like my earliest like memories of like so when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Freddy and Jason, but was so scared to watch the movies. But like, I always tell the story when I would go to Blockbuster, when I went to the horror section, all the VHS tapes, I was afraid to turn my back to the horror tapes. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally 
scared of like April Fool's Day. Yeah. That like yeah, I'll never yeah. forget that cover with like the noose ponytail. But yeah, uh, yeah, I remember yeah. being at my aunt's house and like peering over uh, the little um, uh, bar in the kitchen, and my cousins, my older cousins, were all watching fr- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, the scene where uh, Nancy's in the bathtub with her legs spread, you see Freddy's glove came up. That yeah. that that like defined like a summer for me. Just thinking about like at five years old, thinking about that five second clip because I didn't see anything else in the well, there's movie. There's so much going on there's... in that one clip yeah. that's like transfix you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a girl. She's in a bathtub. I like that Freddy glove. I want to collect it. Screen accurate only. I'm not a savage. I'm not getting any of the store bought <laughs> stuff. None of those. Maybe five. I'm not yeah. Dude, yeah, I have similar um, similar memories of you know maybe walking in and seeing a piece of a horror movie that. Uh, I probably shouldn't have been watching at such a young age. Um, and that was fun. Uh, and that, you know, we just don't get those things anymore. Um, the, and, and I'll say this, say this about these movies. I'll be in the same. And, uh, you know, my favorite, my favorite horror movie of all time is the exorcist. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not just the best horror movie. It's one of, it's like one of the great movies ever made. It's, yeah. re- it's super good. Uh, but I don't understand the, the Exorcist is so good, and it's such it is such a level higher above everything else. It's like why why make any more Exorcist movies? Like right. There are, right. there's so many movies that come out that's like the exorcism of this or the exorcism of that, and I'm yeah. like, have these people seen the Exorcist? The Exorcism of Emily Rose. It's yeah. that embarrassing. Theaters, right? Emily it's Rose embarrassing. should be going to Starbucks and like you're fine girl yeah calm down yeah those spiders aren't real on the wall (laughs) guys that's one like horror movie i've seen i have not seen a lot um basically due to my homeschooling and then i was raised super religious um i've been an atheist though for like the last decade or more so there but there's like is some sort of like real fear that gets stirred up when i'm watching movies that involve like the occult or like possession and exorcisms uh they just hit a little close to home uh oh (laughs) hey Watch Starry Eyes. Yeah. Right now. Yes. All right. Start Bye, the podcast. See you later. See ya. All right. And we're back. <laughs> how, how was Starry Eyes? Uh, so scared. I have an I admission. I used to be scared of like the Nicktoons, like the Doug Halloween special. And like, I remember staying up one whole night, like losing sleep because of that specific episode. And yeah. it's definitely not scary in retrospect. I only lost sleep over Doug when it moved to CBS and he had a different voice. Patty Manny's was a different color and it was crazy. So I don't like when cartoons switch voices. It's very unsettling. Um, and sometimes it happens without you really knowing. And then you go back and watch the old ones and you go, hey, I don't what like the fuck? What happened? Tommy's yeah. voice changed in Rugrats. Did it? Yeah. Tommy's voice in Rugrats changed? Pretty sure, yeah. And they added a bunch of new characters when they got older and I stopped watching. Yeah, we don't want those kids growing up. Uh, no. Well, cool, Jake. Anything else stressing you out or is that about uh, Take Care of You? That's that's. I think that's going to be about it. Good, right. sir. Cool, man. You're feeling better now? I'm a little better, yeah. Awesome. Just a little bit. Abigail. Hey. What is stressing you out? Guys. I've got a lot stressing me out right now. I've got a list. Um, Abby, don't say Deadpool. No, there's no Deadpool this week. I've moved on, although I was just reading about the sequel, which I'm very excited about. I'm not stressed about it at all. What is stressing me out is a... There is a photo 
on my phone of Kate McKinnon that has been stressing me the fuck out because I keep looking at it. Um, it is a picture of her getting her makeup like applied, and I don't know if it's for Ghostbusters or not, but her hair looks very much like Jillian Holtzman. And it has just been, like, making me uncomfortable and kind of question everything in my entire life. And I can't stop <laughs> looking at it. And, like, when I, I see it, like, I feel the exact same way that I feel when I look at pictures of Tom Hardy or Bruce Campbell or Chris Pratt. And I don't know what is happening to me, but... Hold on, let me go get a towel for you. Get a beach towel. <laughs> it makes me wish that I was a makeup artist and uh no but I'm just I'm, I'm really excited about it and well, where I, did that picture come from I saw it on an Instagram account that was like just mostly like really cute photos of Kate McKinnon <laughs> um so there's like all these layers of guilt that I'm feeling um but like it's but it's good um like that's the she's the takeaway I'm I'm so excited about seeing her in this movie but this picture of her is like it's like uh, it's hypnotizing, and she just looks so beautiful, and I'm just, like, I'm just so excited, and I'm, like, also very uncomfortable right now. Um, also, when the fuck are we getting these new toys from Mattel, that, the picture that we got, like, of all the new figures that are coming out? I'm very stressed, and that's a continuation of the stuff that you'd mentioned, Craig. I just don't know when the fuck we're getting everything. Yeah, I mean, from, from everything I'm hearing from my sources... Which, uh, as you guys know, a lot of times my sources are just uh, message boards and the internet. And, <laughs> and, like, probability and, like, me just kind of weighing the odds. Um, it looks like the first couple weeks in May we should start seeing the new Mattel Ghostbusters figures kind of uh, rolling out. Um, including Jillian Holtzman. Including, yeah. uh, I don't think... <laughs> you were going to have to get s- several... Um... <laughs> Several different uh, multiples of that. Are you going to get, like, I imagine Abby's already, like, commissioning a custom action figure where the packaging is just that picture of Kate McKinnon getting her makeup done. (laughs) It's just, like, such a vulnerable moment. Like, she's in a hotel room. She's got, like, a bathrobe on. Well, listen, we'll we'll probably talk about it more in depth, but, I mean. Do you think they'll have that action figure? (laughs) Hotel bathrobe Holtzman? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably. Very Make, makeup you, application. You know it's Mattel. They're gonna put out ten of each uh, girl with uh-huh. the same molds. I can't wait. They'll just paint the flight suit to look like a bathrobe. Right. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like on the uh, the courtroom. Uh, you get the, to apply the, her lipstick. Yeah, the courtroom figures in the original Mattel Ghostbusters line, uh, and the um, Ready to Believe You figures, where they have on like the blue uh, lab coats. Those are like yeah. they're literally like the same. They're the same. They're the right. same thing. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's okay. Thanks, Mattel. We're excited about the new toys. Um, so yeah, I think first couple weeks of May we should be getting those. Now, what's actually stressful about that is we're hearing Walmart, Toys R Us, and Target are going to be the main three retailers, and uh, we live in Metro Atlanta. There's yeah. a lot of Walmart's, Targets, and Toys yeah. R Uses. Right. So uh, we're going to be taking like a whole vacation week I'm off just, of work. So this thing happens. This isn't to my the WWTNT run. Yeah, this isn't my official what's stressing, but this does stress me out. When there's a new toy line coming out, and I know Jake and Abby can uh, relate to this. When there's a new toy line coming out, and you've been checking stores like every day. I've been to Target, I've been to Walmart, I've asked around, nobody knows, we haven't seen them. And then all of a sudden like you're on Facebook or a message board. 
and you see somebody like in Ohio or Wisconsin and like they got the figures in and you immediately go, that's it. They're in. I bet all my stores have them. But yeah. like, even though common sense is like you were at Walmart an hour ago, you know, they're not there. <laughs> you know, you're going to walk in and see the same stuff. Um, Cause I always feel like maybe like the Midwest and the West coast seems to get figures like and new toy lines sooner. before the Southeast. That also right. could not be true at all, and I could be just, like, being a whiny brat about it. Um, right. But, yeah, I'm going to be really looking forward to this line. I'm really excited to see, like, if the stores do, like, uh, cool setups, like, end cap setups like they did for the Star Wars stuff with BB-8. Yes. Um, I'm hoping we get Electronic Slimer at Target. Like, is that yeah. too much to ask for? No. Dude, that'd be super cool. Like motion automated, whatever. Isn't yeah. there something for Civil War right now? Yeah, they have like a big yeah. twirling display where it's like a standy basically of right. each of the figures. It's lenticular. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not as cool as the BB eight, which I wanted to lift so badly. I don't know how you'd walk out of that store with it or who you'd negotiate with to get that, but Well Jake, yeah. I'm gonna point Blake ask you. We've all worked retail before, we've all been in this space. You have multiple like um like advertising pieces like you seem to get your hands on this stuff like the promotional material for whether it be like jurassic world star wars things like that right so the question i'm asking is is it illegal to steal promotional materials from stores um i mean i think so i mean (laughs) you got the word steal in there so (laughs) the thing is dumpster dive it the thing the thing is is that stuff all just gets thrown away um and there, uh, there's some some companies don't care, you know, what happens to it. But some for some movies, uh, they they don't want it being sold. They don't want it like getting out there. So they just have the stores trash it. Um, I have a couple pretty nice like Star Wars pieces that I got because I was working at Walmart at the time. Um, I also have a few from The Force Awakens mm-hmm. from a source that works at Walmart currently. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, we gotta have like a man on the inside, or should we all just get jobs like at these yeah. places, like I at mean, a movie but, theater temporarily? But it depends. You, you just gotta ask like the people. You can ask the people who work there. I have a really cool like uh, Jurassic World bookshelf, basically. That was a display at Books a Million, and it had all the. Jurassic Park books on it and I just went in and asked them if I could have it when they threw it out and they were like yeah and they like called me and they were like hey come get this garbage (laughs) so so, like I have it and uh, I tried to get Target had some of the best Jurassic World displays and I tried to get them and I had someone working there who was like yeah I can get you some and then it kind of fell through with them. And then I called and I talked to like a manager and I was like, Hey, I'm not going to, I collect this stuff. And it's always like a little embarrassing when you, <laughs> when you ask people like, yeah. Hey, can I have this cardboard display of the dinosaur? <laughs> right. I'm for 31 reason, years old. Um, but they were like, it feels hey. like a drug deal for some reason. Right. Yeah. Like there's some <laughs> shame in it weird. or something. <clears throat> yeah. It just depends on like how, how uptight those people are because some people will be like, yeah, it's a piece of cardboard. Like who cares if I give this to somebody and sometimes they'll give it to you. And then sometimes they'll be like, Oh, 
it says in the instructions that I, I have to destroy to this at this the end of the night. Disney and that's what they whatever. do. Like all those BB-8s, like those really cool uh, BB-8s that Target had, they went into the baler. Uh, you know, at a certain day, end of the day, Dude. they got crushed. Those are all Fuck. in the garbage. All that shit goes in the garbage. So that's a tragedy. That's what I'm hoping. Like, uh, my, my, uh, my Walmart source that currently got me the Force you Awakens inside stuff. Man. I, yeah, I told him I was like, "Hey, man, Ghostbusters is coming out soon, and if they have any, you know, displays." I'm going to need whatever you can get me. So I'm hoping they have some, and I'm hoping he's able to get I just some. imagine that conversation takes place in, like, a back alley with, like, mist. It's, like, very film noir. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. Batman 89 transaction Wait, going on. Yeah, it's exactly By it. back alley, do you mean, like, sporting goods? Yeah. <laughs> Between Dick's yeah. and Walmart. Right. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. Oh. So, well, cool. So, Ab, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Did it feel good to... It felt good to get that out, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, So my, uh, what's stressing me out for this week is kind of along the same lines. It has to do with Ghostbusters, it has to do with toys, and it has to do with the brand new, just released, Series 2 Diamond Select, Ghostbusters Select action figures, which uh, I want to say is really cool. Thank you so much for Diamond Select for sending those out um, to us at the Yes Have Some podcast. Um, well, let me clarify. They didn't send them to us, but they did send them to the local comic book store <laughs> that we where I bought them. So right. it's kind of like, kind of like a little, like they played the middleman a yeah. little bit for me. Right. Um, so yeah, the new series two, they just came out, uh, today, the day we're recording this April 20th. So series two, um, well, series one was, uh, Ray Winston and Lewis Tully. Mm-hmm. And so for series two with the diorama pieces, um, we are getting Egon Spangler, Peter Bankman, and Dana, Dana Barrett. Azul. Dana Azul. So what's stressing me out is that this is the second Dana Barrett action figure that has ever been released. So the first one was released by Mattel uh, about four years ago. It was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Um, and the first figure... Did not look that great. Underwhelming. It was underwhelming. It really wasn't very posable. Was she posable. reclining? It, well, it wasn't that she was reclining, but the, like, Jake, you have this figure, right? Yeah. Like, the, it, it just wasn't, the articulation wasn't great. The and, likeness isn't really there. Well, the, the likeness is not there on that figure, right? So, um, and the Mattel line was a little bit hit or miss, but for the most part, they did a pretty good job. Um, but the likeness on that Dana Barrett Zool figure was just really not good. And it was so disappointing because when you look at, like, NECA, who makes all the alien figures, yep. yeah. their Sigourney Weaver figures look so good. They've got that Weaver yeah, they're face spot down. On. They look so good. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited when Diamond Select um, announced this line that we were going to get a Dana Barrett figure because, I, you know, the, the Diamond Select figures look pretty good. They're not perfect, um, but they're good. And the new Dana figure came out today, and I can report to everybody, uh, the pictures that you have seen online don't lie. The figure does not look that good. Yeah, um, it's not the best. It's, it's, and it's okay. Like, it's whatever. It's an action figure. It's $25. This is not, like, hot toys. This isn't, like, super high end. Um, but compared to, like, you know, the other figures we've gotten with the, the four Ghostbusters, um, really it's like, so there's like dark, 
dark makeup like around her eyes that they it looks just... kind of rocky horror yeah it looks like she has two black eyes like yeah. i know she's supposed to be like possessed and like the hair they just they just didn't nail it and it stresses me out because like i love sigourney weaver and ghostbusters and i really really want um a good likeness of her in action figure form i really want that so uh it's not gonna happen this time having said that uh the figures are great the packaging is great the diorama pieces are awesome um but while I was just saying that, one thing that I wanted to talk about that we, you know, there's been a lot of merchandise um, announcements over the last couple weeks. And one thing I'm really excited about is Titan, the um, company that makes the minifigures. They do like Doctor Who and they've got Alien. They did the first series of Ghostbusters. They're doing a second series of Ghostbusters that is exclusively based on Ghostbusters 2. So the pictures are online. I think you can go to like GhostbustersNews.com and see those. Um, but I don't know if you guys noticed the like the Janos figure and the Dana figure are from like the end of the movie. Like Dana, the Ghostbusters 2 Dana minifigure, she's wearing like that dark green like shoulderless dress that yeah. she wears on her date with Peter. Yeah. Oh, and, weird. And I didn't notice just, that. It's right? just really it makes me laugh because like when you think of Dana you think of Zool, right? Yeah. But she is in the second movie, but she's wearing kind of like pedestrian clothes. So I'm, I imagine they were like, we want to make a Dana figure from Ghostbusters 2. Oh, here's which... her. Here, let's get our New Year's Eve Dana. Right, <laughs> like... right. I wish they would give us the Splash Mommy Dana. <laughs> like the sweatpants and like sweatpants the padded and a bra. lacy bra. Yeah. Um, What's more fun than anything in the world? Yeah. Splash, Splash Mommy. Mommy. Splash Mommy. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about those, and uh, I'm really excited about this Diamond Select line in general. There's going to be 15 figures. They make up the um, Gozer's Temple. That's what I'm uh, excited the, the about, roof, yeah. The rooftop diorama. I want that image, though, that they have that you can't actually obtain. It's like a tease. Yeah, like so all they, toy boxes Jake, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw. They put out some uh, images today of the entire uh, assembled rooftop diorama, but mm-hmm. in the temple, they had the images of, like, like the 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 Gozer pyramids and like the purple colors and basically what you see uh, at the end of the movie and when when Dana oh, opens yeah. the refrigerator and I don't know if that I think that's just what they did for that advertisement I don't think that's actually part of the the diorama um, so yeah excited about those figures those are going to be coming out um, soon we're going to get Janine we're going to get two variants of Peter and Ray. And then we're going to be getting a library ghost and a taxi ghost, a terror dog, and Slimer. So we're getting a really good, solid series of figures. So really yeah. excited about that. Another thing I'm so, – I'm, I'm not even stressed this week, guys. I'm just excited. Yeah. Sideshow Collectibles revealed this week. Um, you can get a payment plan for it. There is a limited edition of the Ghostbusters visual history coming out yeah. that comes with an encasing – like a heavy, I don't know if it's made of bronze or metal or what, but it is the temple door. Oh, wow! Yeah. And it is—it's like three hundred bucks. Ooh. But the the temple door casing they made it from the original molds used in the movie. Oh, okay. So, so that's good. It's like a little replica then. It's a little nice. prop replica. I mean, it is expensive, but like sideshow collectibles, they do those payment plans. It's not credit based. So all of us collectors who've been buying hey. shit forever and like kind of not paying our credit card bills on time, right. it's okay. They're not going to judge us. Right? They're like, Good. yeah, we'll take your money once a month. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fine. We're not even going to look up your credit. Um, you do what you can. Yeah. So 
that's really cool because I don't really think Sideshow Collectibles has really carried a lot of um, Ghostbusters stuff in the past. And, uh, you know, Hollywood Collectibles Group's got the Venkman statue coming mm -hmm. out. We talked about the Slimers, Slimers last week. All I'm saying, guys, when are we getting some Ghostbusters hot toys? Is that ever going to happen? Ooh, Ooh that'd be cool, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, why wouldn't they do that? You know, I can see that happening. They got a lot of really good accessories. That would be very cool to get some good likenesses out. Yeah. To get really good likenesses. And to, you know those would sell. Something fresh, right? And there's, like you just said, Jake, there's so many, like, with between, you know, PKE meters and traps and ecto goggles and Geiga meters and everything else, um, there's a lot you can do with those. Well, well yeah. think about this. If Hot Toys just put out an in-scale DeLorean, what if they put out an Ecto? All right. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to get in my car right now and go think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so that would be huge because, like, the DeLorean's like twenty-eight inches long. Yeah. So you got to think that the Ecto would be like forty inches long. It would yeah. be ridiculous. It would, yeah. It would, it would be like four feet. Right. Um, but I. Want it'd be it. like it'd be like a fifteen hundred dollar car. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put out the bat, the um, the Dark Knight Rises, the flying, uh, the Batwing. Yeah. Um, that thing's huge. Right. I mean, for 12-inch figures, like, um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. this is what we're saying. Hot Toys. Ghostbusters. It's a match made do it. in heaven. All right. right. Just do it. Cool. All right, well, that was fun, guys, so let's move on. We've got um, got a couple things we want to talk about. Uh, before we get started, um, I did want to say that uh, Ghost Heads, the uh, movie, uh, the documentary mm -hmm. uh, about Ghostbusters fans and our fandom and like the hardcore nature of it. Um, and what it's did I just super say? Super hardcore. The hardcore nature of it. <laughs> I have to call myself out. What the <laughs> fuck am I talking about? Uh, um, no, uh, Ghost Hardcore fandom. The hardcore fandom. Ghostheads, directed by Brendan Mertens, is uh, premiering this weekend uh, up in New York at the Tribeca Film Festival, and. It's really cool. It's got some awesome coverage. It's gotten mentioned uh, in a couple articles by Rolling Stone. Ooh. And um, I'm just super excited. You know, I'm, I'm excited that, like, the rest of the world is hopefully going to get the chance to see, like, what Ghostbusters fandom's all about. Because I'm not sure, like, outside of our, our tight-knit little universe, like... Right. There's Trekkies, and there's people who love Star Wars, and there's plenty of documentaries about those... Star Wars fans and the People vs. George Lucas or that Star Wars documentary that we recently watched, which is super bizarre and I loved it. Um, there hasn't really been something that, like, shows what, like, our little slice of life is all about. And I do think that we're a very unique group, a little island of misfit toys, and I'm excited. Um, I w it was really fun. Um, I was able to contribute a little bit and talk about some very personal things and um, explain why Ghostbusters is so important to me. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have that out there because it's just not something that I'm really able to share that often with people. Um, a lot of people see me, you know, when I come into work, I've got my, you know, my GB2 jacket with the no ghost on it. I've got my no ghost on my purse and probably another one on a button somewhere. And, you know, I think that... It, uh, People understand that I like the movie, but not everybody understands exactly why or what it means to me. So being able to talk about that was super fucking special, and I'm going to get choked up if I start talking about it now. So there's I'm no gonna... crying on the Yes no, House of Podcast. No, there's no crying <laughs> on the Yes House of Podcast. So. Uh, 
So yeah, we're super excited about that. And as we said last week, uh, we're going to be able to show Ghost Heads at DragonCon at PKE Surge this year. Um, and hopefully, like, you know, it's it's up in the air. The, the way that, you know, when it, when it, you know, Ghost Heads was crowdfunded through Kickstarter and through Indiegogo. And they were able to raise them enough money to really make a special movie and, you know, get involvement from the original actors and, uh, you know, Paul Feig and Ivan Reitman. And um, it, it's great. It's, it's going to be great. And hopefully it gets distribution. And we can see like a Blu-ray release and we can watch it on Netflix. Because let's face it, if there's a Ghostbusters documentary on Netflix, I'm going to watch it every day. That's just yeah. what's going to happen. Um, so sure. uh, really excited about that and super excited to hear how that goes up in New York. And uh, see what the reaction is. Um, So, yeah. But moving on from that, uh, as far as Ghostbusters 2016 stuff goes, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Jake, have you you been keeping up with with just the amount of... Like, it's middle of April now. We're three months away. It's going to be like this every week. There's going to be a lot coming out. Yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming, man. Like, we've been... uh you know, sending pictures back and forth. Those pictures have been coming out. Uh, there's like individual pictures of the, of the, of the girls. Um, there's all kinds Wait, of stuff. The girls? It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous, but it, it's a, it's kind of like ridiculous in a good way because like, you know, we've been thinking about this since 1989, basically we, what's it going to be like when a new movie comes out and yeah, you know, think what you want of the movie it's still cool to turn on entertainment tonight or the today show yeah. uh, like we did this week and see ghostbusters featurettes. Like I'm see not going to slime for... and yeah, see a really, really cool. excited Al Roker <laughs> trying to wield a proton pack. You know, <laughs> you know, watching that segment, where he... with the wand. <laughs> you know, when I, when I saw the, when I saw the new proton pack, that was the one thing that I was like, Oh, I think it's kind of weird that, the you know the hose from the gun connects at the top of the pack it seems like that would get in the way right. and then like it gets right in his fucking way it gets right <laughs> He's like, in you the see way. struggles with it and i'm like oh yeah there's that problem yeah <laughs> all right so yeah let's chat about that so last summer when ghostbusters was filming last june um not i don't think it was too long after production started when we had heard that the Today Show was going to do a feature and send Al Roker out to the set. So, you know, the Today Show, they do this with movies um, where they, you know, they'll go on set and they'll they'll uh, interview the cast and get a behind-the-scenes look. At the time, we weren't 100% sure, is this something that's going to air soon? Or is this one of those things where they have set visits and then, you know, they're on an embargo, basically, to of when they can actually Sits start showing Sits in the can it. for a while, right? Um, so... It turned out to be the latter, so this segment was filmed last June, and, you know, we're talking, what, eight, nine months later, uh, we're seeing Al Roker's day uh, on the set. Um, So he talked to Paul Feig, he talked to the cast, uh, he wielded the proton pack, he got slimed. Uh, Abby, what'd you you think of this segment uh, overall? Well, there were parts of, I mean, there were parts of it that I loved that made me really happy, um, those being watching the four ladies interact like there was so much chemistry it was like super palpable like they really get along and they all like paul feig said like they feed each other and they set each other up for jokes and like allow each other to get big laughs and like 
watching. And to be honest, I don't want to confuse the two because there was also the Entertainment Tonight segment, and I can't remember which one. But well, I think it was this one. So, where real quick, both the Entertainment Tonight also had a segment where they had a correspondent on set. Um, some of the B-roll footage they used was probably the same yeah. um, that the studio the stunts provided. that were being recorded, um, So we don't, like, you don't have to, like, dice up both of those. Just in general, the set visits, we can just Right, about just watching, like, Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig interacting and, like, their, like, physical interactions. Like, the way that, at one point, Al Roker, I think, was pointing out, like, that they were, like, past like taking on the legacy and like the mantle was being passed on to them that this is going to be the movie that kids of this generation are looking up to the way that they looked up to ghostbusters and kate mckinnon like squirms and turns around in her chair and like kicks her little feet like it's it just reminds me of something that i would do and um just watching the way that they um that they joke and poke fun at each other and poke fun at al roker um just i don't know i just felt like there was so much like good and that made me so happy i think that there was a lot of cheese that was in that uh today show segment like when they said like the ladies night thing it's kind of like all right like do you have to fucking say that um and i don't i mean whatever but it's fucking al roker so like what do, i'm it's not something that's like you know packaged for somebody like me to really enjoy it's for the masses um for well, al roker he him and matt lauer actually are both pretty big ghostbusters fans um I don't think, like, Al Roker's hanging out on Throwing Chicken's Facebook page <laughs> trying to get, like, a thrower commission, but uh, he does love Ghostbusters, and you can you can see that. Like, he was excited, right? He was excited to be there, and I think it came out that he's going to have some sort of cameo in the movie, um, which is fine. I mean, probably similar to, like, the Larry King thing, or um, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play Al Roker. I don't think that's a big of a stretch. Yeah. Um, Jake, did you see these clips? I I did. Um, there there was some cool behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I I think um, in one of the quick shots, uh, it looked like it was the four girls. They were aiming the the wands up at you know an unknown thing. Really? Uh, Sorry. Exactly. The the <laughs> yeah. camera. You could see you you know you could see the cameraman and everything. And yeah. there was a man standing beside the cameraman with a microphone. And I'm pretty sure it was that actor, the guy who plays Rowan. Um, and that was just, that's just like a cool thing to see, you know, that's a cool behind the scenes thing to see. And besides that, I'm staring at a gif of Al Roker with this proton pack. And it's all I can think about. I'm looking at the same gif. And like, like as, as I'm watching it, all I can think about is like, oh, so the cords at the top, the, the round part of the pack is at the top. Like, I wonder if at some point they just flip these proton packs upside down and they're like, oh, wait, these look way more like the original packs now. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird thought. And I don't I don't know. It's just weird. They they just like flip them upside down. I don't I don't. Right. I know we've already talked about that. It's such an old thing, but it's just like watching him over and over, like pull the wand. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're critiquing funny. it at this point. Right. Um, I really liked uh, the behind the scenes stuff. I'm a sucker for these kinds of segments. Um, it's why when there's like an actor doing the press rounds, like going on all like the the Tonight Show and like Letterman or well Col- Colbert now and Conan and like doing radio interviews, they like you know they do the same interview over and over. But yeah. if it's somebody I like or a movie, I'm you'll interested watch in, every single yeah, one. I'll watch it over. You I'll... watch Ernie Hudson talk about the backpacks. Okay, <laughs> so you want to. 
Ernie Hudson does a lot of interviews, right? Yeah. So every interview you ever see with Ernie Hudson, he has like his spiel about meeting okay. people at conventions. You know, they got their ectomobiles and they wear their backpacks. <laughs> and uh, he, says it, he says it every time. So, yeah, it, it's along those lines. Like, so we're going to get that this summer. We're going to see Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. And they're going to tell the same stories on every show. And I'm going to watch all of it because mm-hmm. I love it. I'm a sucker for it. You know, it makes it makes me wonder. Like, uh, we I think we mentioned it on the show before, but um, Alex Newborn put together uh, a YouTube playlist called "The Summer of '89," and mm-hmm. it's just basically every interview that anybody having anything to do with Ghostbusters two did that year. You can just watch. It's like hours of footage. You guys yeah. have watched it, right? Yeah, I've fallen asleep to it before, and it's like. I, I kind of hope somebody's doing that with this movie. So, like, in, you know, yes. 10 years from now, we can get on we should do YouTube and, and be like, you know, the summer of, you know, 2016 and just, just watch all of these time capsule. interviews that we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be like, here it is. Here's the downfall. Here's the Titanic. <laughs> yes. I would, is, I would, it just ends with, yeah, I, I would say, get hey, dark maybe here, Alex but... Newborn's doing that. But yeah. I don't know if he's uh, into all it. Right. Here's Kristen Wiig on The Tonight Show, July 5th, 2016, otherwise known as The Ship Hits the Iceberg. Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, and uh, yeah, I think all that stuff ends up online, and, and uh, it'll be cool to – it'll it, all the promotional stuff is cool. I mean, the marketing aspect of such a lovable and well-known and, you know, just this property. It's Ghostbusters, the logo – is one of the most recognizable things in the world and it's going to be everywhere. And I've read a couple people like, so there's some naysayers online that like, they just have nothing. They can't say anything positive about the movie so much so that they're even denying facts. Like one guy I saw GB fans today was like, wow, I haven't heard about this movie one time except for when the trailer was announced. And I was like, you're full of shit. Right. It's, it's, if you go online, there's Ghostbusters stuff everywhere, especially if you're like part of the Ghostbusters community. And uh, starting probably middle of next month, we are going to be inundated with mm-hmm. it's it's a this is Sony's. We're not going to be scouring the shelves of Target for this shit. It's no. going to be like in our face, and we're going to be broke. We're going to be selling our own kidneys. And trying our kids. To, we're going to have to adopt kids and then sell them, like turn a quick profit. Just to get all those cool Jillian kids, Holt? just flipping kids. Our new TLC show, flipping kids. New reality show, flipping kids. <laughs> Where'd you find them, kids? I don't know. Oh, we no. made a great profit. How much will you pay for them? <laughs> wow, human trafficking. Now on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's gonna be everywhere. Um, it's gonna be the merchandise tie-ins alone. You're gonna see it everywhere because you know people think about this movie in a lot of different ways, and like they're like. You know, they're ruining my childhood, or this is going to be amazing, or I can't believe it's a reboot, or whatever. But the one thing you have to understand is, whether the movie's amazing or bad, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, this is Sony's summer tentpole movie, mm-hmm. right? So, this is Sony's biggest release this year. It's a $150 million budget. The marketing blitz is going to be insane. They want it, they need it, oh yeah, baby, and, oh and, baby. And, and the... And, you know, the marketing people, I was talking to somebody uh, fairly in the know. We were having a conversation. 
not to be vague, but I, I don't want to give out a name. But Vague book. I'm vague booking now. Uh, but I was talking to somebody in the know with the situation, and um, we were talking about, you know, the reboot, or is it a sequel, and all this kind of stuff. And, and we were laughing because it's like the marketing people at Sony could give a fuck about any of that. All they care about is getting a Ghostbusters logo in front of everybody's face. Mm-hmm. As long as the night before this movie comes out, they're pretty sure that the a hundred percent of the movie going public worldwide knows it's coming, or you know North America, and then whenever it gets released internationally, that's what they care about. And then hopefully the movie's good, and when people show up at the theater, they love it, and then they go see it again, and then yeah. it all snowballs. So um, I, I've got faith in the marketing team that that everybody in the world's going to know that there's a Ghostbusters movie coming out, mm-hmm. whether or not. You know, the movie's great. That's... We're volunteering to spread the word, by the way, if anyone's listening. <laughs> we would like to represent and be at any events. Yeah. We'll start them. We could wear, like, uh, Ghostbuster costumes. Hey, you know, we could find some. We could wear a backpack. We could find some backpacks. <laughs> Jake, do you have a we'll backpack? We'll be the sign, the sign flippers. We'll, we'll be, like, the <laughs> sign flippers for Ghostbusters. That's I would literally do that. Yeah, me too. I literally thought about getting oh, a job yeah. in a movie theater, like part time, just so I could get dibs on the the, the promotion buttons. <laughs> so you can friends. see, so you can maybe see the movie a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. like a day earlier. See it the day before it actually gets released. Yeah, and then You're like, yeah, no, I'll close. Then you like walk out with the ecto display <laughs> and all the posters. <laughs> I quit. And all the buttons. <laughs> I screw y'all. I demand a raise or all of your Ghostbusters promotional you, like, stick material. stick your hand right in the popcorn machine and, like, <laughs> go for a handful. Um, dude, I am so excited. There's a Ghostbusters movie coming out. This is amazing. Okay, right. cool. Um, hey, we're fanboys. We can be excited. We can be... We were excited for Batman vs. Superman, and yeah. I saw that twice. And, like, there... I bought the fruit snacks. You know, like, we're gonna buy the stuff. We're gonna be excited. There's shit coming out. That's something to be excited about in and of itself. I mean, there's almost too much coming out online. Like, I can't keep up with it yeah. at this point. Yeah, I, I definitely I can't. just want him to slow down a little bit. Like, just one Jillian Holtzman photo at a time. Because that's all I can handle. That's all, all you can handle. Yeah. So, um, other big news. Uh, we got the official announcement for the uh, Activision Ghostbusters video game that's going to be coming out. Um, so, we kind of heard about this a while ago. And uh, we got a trailer this week for the game. And, uh, you know... It was kind of assumed that, you know, just based on, like, the graphics and the gameplay that we saw, that this might be kind of like a digital release only, like you pay 20 bucks and download it on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, but this is getting a, a full retail release, so be prepared to shell out 50 bucks for Ghostbusters the video game. Um, and from what we've seen, it looks like it's kind of a combination of, uh, like, third-person shooter... But also there's, like, RPG elements where you're going to be, like, going around and, like, collecting, uh, you know, various uh, things throughout the game and various mm-hmm. achievements to unlock, you know, new equipment and things like that. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, the game trailer, like, it looks okay. It looks yeah. like it, it's probably fun. I want to um, know how much you can customize your characters, etc. Well, the characters, so from what we see, what we know is that they said that the game uh, takes place after the events of this movie coming out. Um, and the, it's like a team of new recruits. So this is not characters from the movie uh, or from the original universe. Um, but something really weird happened two days ago uh, that I think we wanted to talk about. So 
Uh, after they put out the official announcement for the game, Ernie Hudson um, on his Facebook page and Twitter came out and said, who's excited about this game that me and Bill Murray just did uh, voiceover work reprising our original characters, dot, 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 kind of. So immediately it's like, wait, what? So like it kind of hit me from all sorts of levels. One, it was like, holy shit. Bill Murray did voiceover work for a new Ghostbusters game? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That was the first thing that hit me. Second thing that hit me was, if this is true, people probably are not happy that Ernie Hudson's posting about it right now. Right. He's gotten himself He's into... He's got a knack for doing that. Dan like, Aykroyd, too. he posted some, like, an- not anti-sentiment towards the reboot, but he posted that he wasn't exactly enthused because he wasn't included, and he was kind of whatever like yeah. venting about it and then you had to take that down yeah. but like you could still see it in his edit history because <laughs> it's Ernie Hudson <laughs> didn't he like follow you back on or something like Ernie very... Hudson follows me on Twitter he follows you on Twitter yeah. ooh I maybe he's right listening now. yeah I hope so we should be a lot nicer to Ernie Hudson we're so nice to Ernie Hudson Slabber's Dude, wearing we... a backpack in this video game I think Ernie Hudson had something to do with it <laughs> we all we love him we, he yeah, knows we that do. he knows we love him he, he it's knows. not Dan Aykroyd um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what, Craig? Because what the what the Ghostbuster community needs is just more confusion at this right. point. It's um, uh, more muddied waters. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what was interesting is that so there's been a lot of theorizing about the movie. Right at the end of the day, is there a chance that this movie is going to connect back to the original universe? And nobody really knows the answer. I think most of us could take a safe guess that it's the answer is going to be kind of. Right, I think there's right. going to be allusions to alternate dimensions, alternate universes, but I would personally be surprised if like there's a post credit scene where like uh, time traveling Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd, you know, show up in this universe uh, in a burst of flames, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you know, look at us. We're the original Ghostbusters, and now we're in this movie, even though we were already in this movie as other yeah. characters." Yeah, uh, I, I mean they. You mean like they show up in the phone booth, the Bill and Ted phone booth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And George Car- like, crossover. Uh, George Carlin hologram. Yes. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking is not going to happen. So if there's <laughs> my prediction, my official prediction is that there will be um, enough thread uh, or enough connective tissue to where we can walk out of the theater and go, okay, if they do decide to connect these universes, this is how they'll do it. Um, right. I don't think mm-hmm. it'll be like in your face, like here's. No, I think it's going to be subtle and like Damn. last. Na- yeah, right. It's going to be in last names and Easter eggs and things right. that you probably have to like pay very close attention to and theorize. Right. At least I hope that's how it is because that's now, how I like to break movies down. Now that's that's how I think it probably was, but I feel like the way things are going and the way people are Panic acting mode. out towards it. That I would not be surprised if it was maybe more of a subtle approach, but at this point, they just straight up, you know, tell Show us the whole thing, these right. are kind of you know they figure out some way to just put it right out that these are going to be connected. I wouldn't doubt if they do that, and at this point, I wouldn't doubt if we get hints of that in the next trailer. Right, right. Well, I think the next trailer will will. Uh, I mean, we're going to be seeing all sorts of stuff. Um, but back to like, back to the video game connection. If this video game takes place after the events of the new movie, 
and Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray were to do voices for it, that would then be he weird. just spoiled it. Then he, yeah, well, that, that would be weird yeah. if they were playing the original characters in any capacity. But, as we alluded to, those posts were taken down, um, like, the next day. And then Proton Charging did some reporting, and they asked Ghost Corps straight up. Um, and Ghost Corps came out and said, Ernie and Bill did not do voiceover work for the new game. Yeah. Now, if... Ernie and Bill did do voiceover work for the new game, and they did not want that information out. I feel like Ghost Core would say that they didn't. Um, well, why yeah. would well, why would he lie? Why would Ernie Hudson lie about that? So right, I mean, he did voiceover work for the pinball machine, mm-hmm. but I think Ernie Hudson's a pretty sharp guy. I don't think he would have mixed those things up. No, no. right? No. Do you okay? Do you think that he was hanging out with Bill Murray? And Bill Murray was like, hey, Ernie, you want to fuck with some nerds? <laughs> yeah. Post this on Twitter. No, you know why? I don't think Bill Murray knows what Twitter is. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. I don't know. I hope – so um, I hope once we um, get going with our live Yes Have Some call-in show yeah. over the next couple of weeks, which we haven't officially announced yet, but promise you guys there's going to be a live call-in show at yeah. some point. Um, I hope Bill Murray calls in. Yeah. Send him an invite. Yeah, someone let him, you know, somebody out there knows him. Just let him know. Tell him to give him the number. Tell him to call. Just say hello. Tell him we're we're getting married. This is the promise we're going to make. So I'll just announce it now. Yes, have some. We're going to have kind of a spinoff live version of the show that we're going to start experimenting with a little bit. We need to get a hold of Bill Murray's 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of every episode, mm-hmm. call the number and leave him a voicemail asking him to call us back. Yes. <laughs> and then leave the line open the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Would, I think that could do it. Yeah. And eventually, he's going to call back. We'll have a Bill Murray phone. Just yeah. like an open line that he'll have. Yeah. Just It'll, like the red phone. Yeah. 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 It'll yeah. Be I think like, we'll make uh, a custom phone. It's the Ghostbuster phone. Yeah. hmm I've been thinking about it. For a while, so yeah, we're gonna do it. I'm glad that we're talking about it now. Yeah, thank God, to get this off our chest. So this is that's the plan. It's gonna this be a segment called Yes Have called, Some Live. Yes Have Some from Live. Slime Square Studios calls Florida. We're Bill moving Murray. to Florida, <laughs> and we're gonna call Bill Murray, and we're gonna leave every him episode a nice inviting voicemail. And sometimes we won't even ask him to call us back. We'll just let him know like how we're doing. Yeah. Just like, hey Bill, thinking hey, of Bill. you. <laughs> just that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, it would be funny to convince him that we sent him a script and keep asking him if he's read it yet. Yeah, that will increase our chances of him calling us back for sure. I just feel like if we left him our address, there's a chance. Like photos of us? He might show he up. He would just day. show up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also have a Atlanta. chance. Well, I also have a feeling we'll him that. him in that Stay Puffed apron. <laughs> what if Bill Murray showed up to our house and he. Where would we take him? I don't know. Uh, oh, Chinese, Chinese Buddha. Yeah, Chinese sure. Buddha. What if he became an unwelcome house guest? Like, hey guys, Bill he Murray won't, won't fucking leave. <laughs> He's on the couch. <laughs> the cats love him. Gizmo won't come out. <gasps> Man, I'll tell you what. That's a that's a fun little daydream fantasy. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna launch Yes Have Some Live and we'll 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 let the Yes Have Some listening audience call we're in. We're gonna do contests. Yeah, we're gonna have we're some gonna have a phone. We're going to have our own uh, phone line in our room that our mom won't get on. Uh, Mostly for AOL. <laughs> we're getting a computer, uh, beanbag chair, inflatable chair. 
It's going to be great. It's great. It'll be a great time. So, how did we get on this? Oh, we were talking I about the... Know, I don't know what, uh, what we're talking about. I, I, I was we describing were talking... my room in eighth grade, so that's what was... So, we were, t- we were talking be about... be a Lance Bass poster on the wall. Oh, he's going to love that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were talking about the video game, whether or not Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray lended voices to it. Uh, the post was put up. It was taken down, and now we'll wait and see because it comes out a couple days before the movie. So yeah. we'll we'll know soon enough. We'll wait. We'll see. We'll play it. We'll review it. We're gonna play video games now. It's gonna be great. It's definitely gonna be great. So cool. What else? Anything else on your guys' mind? Uh, Ghostbusters related that's been over the last couple weeks. Um, we, we got we got those pictures. We didn't we 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 uh, touched on it, but those uh. Um, individual photos of the of the girls have been coming out, and I I haven't seen the Melissa McCarthy one. I don't know if maybe that one hasn't been released yet. Did you Not. Did you guys see that one? No, I just saw the Patty came out about five or six hours ago. Yeah, uh, um, the McKinnon I think was the first the booyah emphasis on the boo the Kate McKinnon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those pictures look good though. Those 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 single pictures they look pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Ghostbusters um, official Twitter. Or Facebook has been releasing them, and it's basically like a shot of a of a Ghostbuster, and then like a, one of their quotes from the movie. Um, and yeah, they look good. The design's cool. The colors really pop. Um, I really like the marketing angle on this movie that they're really they're pushing it as like the characters, like these four individual characters, and kind of trying to define their personalities. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, they tried to really push that in the first trailer. And it, it came off a little forced. But I, I really like the original character posters. I like these pictures that they're putting out. Um, I'm assuming we'll get the Melissa McCarthy one soon. And I'm also assuming we're going to be getting that second trailer in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be coming soon. I mean, April's right. going to be over soon. And then we've got major two mega movie releases in May. So we've got Civil War. And we've got um, the new X-Men movie. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ninja Turtles will be coming out. So you got to think that sometime in the next four to five weeks, if not much sooner, we're, we're going to be getting that second trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be a really good way to kind of wrap up this episode. It's been Ghostbuster-centric. What do you guys want and expect out of the next trailer for Ghostbusters 2016? Because what you Just... want and what you expect might be two, two completely different things. Yeah, uh, so I mean, what I expect out of the new trailer is that it's going to show too much, it may have some spoilers, it may just show us everything that we don't want to see. <laughs> um, what I would hope it would be is maybe um, show us a little more of the effects, maybe, um, you know, some some humor that you know, maybe works in a, in a trailer. I mean, you know, the, the, the humor in the first trailer just kind of, some of it was funny and some of it just didn't land. And I think it's just because they, it, it could be hard um, to, to find pieces of that kind of comedy that works out of context, or maybe they just picked the wrong jokes to throw in there. Um, I don't know, man. It'd be, it'd just be cool to see, a little more interaction. Maybe I'm sure we're going to get the villain. 
I'm sure we're going to see Rowan in the next trailer. Yeah. Right. That's what um, I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know, man. What, what do you guys think? There's going to be a Rowan sighting for sure. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, they can't show us less, but that's what I almost wish in a way. Like, um, these character posters are great. I feel like they're definitely packaging these ladies as individuals and as almost... I think Sony wants to have, like, a like a Marvel, like an Avengers. They want their universe. They want, like, to have almost, like, a superhero level with this movie and, like, a big scope and a big scale. And if they want that, I hope that they show um, maybe more ghosts. I Like I said, we're going to see Rowan. Um, I, I want to see effects, and I want to see some chills and some scares. Um, definitely not whole jokes and, and like, bits that out of context might not work and i i don't know I, I i really enjoyed the trailers i liked both of them and i liked the japanese trailer best just like jake i thought that um having those little tiny tasty morsels was a better way of showcasing that the movie as a whole i i feel bad i feel like paul feig probably had a really earnest and honest like vision for this movie i really hope we like it really bums me out that we even know that Rowan is going to be at some point in the movie looking like the logo ghost. That really bums me out because if they would have been able to keep that a secret with like a stay puff level review or review reveal, that would have been amazing. But of course, like we saw the pop figure and then we saw the, the uh, Mattel toy and uh, yeah, I just, I wish I just wish we lived in a day and age where, where secrets could be kept. Right, it's like we're lamenting the current state of movies rather than just the way that this particular movie is being, um, like, marketed. Like, right. because it's like every movie does that. Batman vs. Superman showed us, like, all sorts of shit in the trailers. And then, so once you saw the movie, it was just like, a, okay, yeah, I saw this, I saw this, exactly. Um, My expectation for the so, next yeah. trailer is that it's going to be more quick hits, more action, and we're going to see a lot. I proton streams, see, right? Ghosts. We're going to see a lot of proton streams. We're going to see a lot of ghosts. We're going to see a lot of trap. A lot of Holtzman. And, uh, yeah, it'll give away a lot, but that's just, besides Star Wars, that's just what most movies are doing these days. Yeah. Um, so, can't really get too bummed about it, but uh, I, I think we'll get a good trailer. I mean, we talked about the marketing team. This this second trailer is, is you know, most movies get, what, two, maybe three theatrical trailers. So, this second one is really going to be the one that we see in front of all these movies, you know, yeah. for the rest of the summer till the movie comes out. So let's just hope, let's just hope it's amazing. amazing yeah. And, and do I, I don't think it's going to really change a lot of minds. I think people who don't want to like this movie are not going to like this movie. I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm, I, and I feel like people that are on the fence, then they're on the fence, but, um, I'm excited. I'm always excited. Yeah. I'm a positive person. Um, okay. but, I do think we're going to see... T- I expect to see a lot. I want to see not a lot. I'd rather not see another trailer. I'd rather not see one more piece of footage of this movie until we see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be fun. And people out there are going, well, just don't watch it. And then I look at them and go, are you... How the fuck do people do that? Like, I've met these people. Like, one of the guys that works at our comic book stores, like, I just, he doesn't watch trailers. Like, he goes into the movies completely clean slate, and I don't know how you do that as a human being. I've I've tried to do that with some movies, and and, uh, I did that with, um, 
when Mad Max came out, when Fury Road came yeah. out, I watched I watched the first trailer, and that yeah. was it. I watched that, that was too, yeah. all I watched, and I th- I think it's better if you can refrain from watching the trailers. I think you have a you probably have a better experience. Force Awakens really, is proof of that, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean it's just really hard to do though, especially when it's a trailer for something you really love. Like, you know, there's no way we're not going to watch the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Trailer. And like, especially when you host a podcast where people expect you to review the trailer frame. Exactly. Frame. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, a guy I right, work with, right. um, he's a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, he might be listening. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. And uh, after the Rogue One trailer came in, or came out, I was like, Carrie, did you watch it? And he's like, no, I don't watch trailers. I was like, oh, yeah. Are you nuts? Go watch it. We need to talk about it. Right. And he's like, no. And he just has willpower. And I respect it. I don't understand it, but I respect it. Because I watched I, the Rogue One trailer like ten times immediately. Right. I When uh, when Jurassic World came out, I made sure... I watched all the, like, you know, the theatrical trailers. But I didn't watch any of the TV spots. And I try not to watch TV spots for anything. Because they're just, like, riddled with spoilers. Oh. Like, they're... They're they're short, but they're nothing but like, hey, here's how this movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like Civil War, there's been like thirty second to one minute clips every day this week. New Civil War clip. Right. See Black Panther and Ant Man. I'm like, I don't want to fucking see it. Yes. Yeah. Put it away. Put cover it away. Cover it up. Go cover that up, Civil War. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we're excited about them. Like we, that's the thing. Like yeah. we complain, we bitch, we moan, but we're happy to have the bits and pieces that we do have. Yeah. They're seeing footage and clips of the new Ghostbusters 2016, like on television. Like it gets me giddy. It brings me into like a really good place emotionally. It makes me happy, and I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be a basket case at. Like I hope. Oh, we're setting up the confessional. Like I hope somehow we are able to see a pre-screening of Ghostbusters. Like, I don't know how that's going to happen, because I know we're going to probably have events, right? We're going to be at theaters dressed in gear. And if the first time I see this movie is in full gear with a bunch of strangers, like, I hope you guys are prepared. Like, there's going to be tears. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be next in all my pockets. Yeah. I'm going to be blowing my nose in, like, strangers' hair. (laughs) That's not going to happen. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just, yeah, I, I, we're all so emotionally invested and we've waited so long and now, I mean, guys, we started Yes Have Some in the middle of January and it's now the middle of April. So in right. that time, that's a three month span, we're going to be at Ghostbusters again. Right. Yeah. It's gone by quickly. So let's right. just it's take a four month relationship. Let's... Like we should go out to dinner and like to give, we should all get a piece of jewelry or something for <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> So we'll savor it. We've got a couple more months of build-up. We've got a much more toy talk. We've got trailer talk. We're going to be doing the live show. We Things are happening at the end. Yeah, Xbox let's Survivor. do some toy talk, some unboxings, some some uh, toy reviews. Talk about the articulation. Look at that Zool closely. <laughs> inspect it. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's do it. You guys ready for final thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Abigail Gardner, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, this has been fun, and I, uh, I I enjoyed talking. I enjoyed getting the stress off my chest, and 
I, I'm excited about these action figures, and in spite of everything and um, all that I've said on this episode and the groans and eye rolls, etc., because it's it has been. There's 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 the backlash is real. It's there. It's ever present. It does kind of drag you down a little bit. Um, but I, anytime I watch anything that has to do with Ghostbusters 2016, like I. I get inspired. I I get excited. I love Kate McKinnon. She's literally enough reason for me. And I also love Kristen Wiig too. But there's so many parts of this movie that that thrill me and that that get me geared up. And I'm a sucker for going to big summer blockbusters, anyways. And like I've got, there's so much awesome shit coming out from this movie. And I mean, I feel like I'm I'm always on the soapbox for this fucking movie. And I'm okay with it. Like, it's become part of my identity. It's become something that has... It's it's like a touchstone, and it's a mile marker, and it's, like, literally the best part of my life is Ghostbusters. And having a new extension of it is just a, a bigger and more exciting part of my life that's now opening up. And I don't know. I Like, fuck it. Like, there's so much cool shit coming out, and I'm so happy, so... Very go. good. There you go. There's a final thought. Jake, final thought. Final thought. I think this entire episode has just been one long, like, hour and a half what's stressing you segment. It's just, (laughs) it's been the whole thing. Uh, It, I mean, it's. I've actually been, like, the most positive. I know, what's happening? We're getting close. We're getting close, and I'm getting nervous, and I'm. You know what? We need to go to church. I got. I had to get some blood work done this week. Uh, (laughs) Oh my uh, god! I'm not dying, so like I'm in a pretty good mood. Well, good. That's that's very good. There's some real life Craig talk. Yeah, some good good. stuff. We're all good. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Well, my final thought is that you know you should stop scrolling through Facebook. I should stop scrolling through Facebook. My phone just died. And I had my final thought written down, and now I'm just going to wing it. So are you guys ready? I'll wing it. Let's hear it. We're three months away from Ghostbusters. We had a lot of merch coming out. There's marshmallows coming out. Uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're getting Twinkies. We're getting Ecto Cooler. It's going to be... We see them, but where the fuck are they? It's coming. The next couple months is going to be some of the most fun we've ever had, and we promise here at the S Have Some Podcast that we will keep everybody informed, and we will interact, and we will all be happy together. And if Ghostbusters is amazing, we'll all be excited. And guess what? If it sucks, we'll be the first ones to tell you. We'll be super honest. We're, we're going to be like, guess what, guys? We waited 30 years for a new Ghostbusters movie, and we got one. And it's not good. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it for like three hours, and then we'll talk about it every day for like the next 10 years. Um, yeah. But we don't want that to happen. So that's what I got. That was good. That was a good last thought. Thank you. good last thought. Remember when I said I had it all written down? Yeah. That was a lie. Yeah, because the what is it written on your Facebook feed? Yeah, it was on my wall. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll thanks. see you next time. For so Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, I'm We're, Craig Goldberg. We'll get that video to work soon. Though. Yeah. We'll, whatever that. Is. The live stream. We'll all be on the same. It's gonna what? happen. We're, We're streaming. We're streaming live. Live. All right. Bye everybody. Bye guys. Bye. Okay.